Hello, what's up, and how are you, fellow listening audience? This is our EDI segment of the Shape America podcast. That is equity, diversity, inclusion. I am your host, Sean Nevels, back on the mic. And this the theme for this conversation today is embracing identity and diversity in the classroom. And I'm going to bring on our guest for this episode, Dr. Corey Dixon. He is an assistant professor of health and physical education at Rowan University in New Jersey and is also a part of the Physical Education Task Force? Yes, sir. All right, all right. He's part of the PE Standards Task Force. So this is a very important person we got on the mic. Corey, <laughs> I brought you in. Tell the people about yourself before we get to the questions. Sure. I mean, just a little bit about me. As some, as you mentioned, uh, this is my third year at Rowan University teaching health and physical education. Um, I mainly teach secondary classes, uh, teach an intro class, I've taught kind of motor development, all that type of stuff. Uh, grew up in Atlanta, went to Morehouse College, HBCU down there in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, then did my graduate studies at Auburn, where I did the PETE thing. And, um, and here I am. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I love that ATL in the house, right? And HBCU love there. So getting to the theme here again, embracing identity and diversity in the classroom. Could you provide a little bit more about yourself in terms of your identity and why this theme is directly salient to your own experience? Absolutely. So for me, um, you know, I have a unique identity in the space that I'm in. So in higher education, um, there's not a lot of me. I am a Christian, Black, male educator, right? And when we talk about uh, that particular demographic, um, extremely underrepresented uh, in the field. And so for me, that's part of why um, my identity and this theme is so important to my own experiences. Um, I would say more than anything, my faith has really kind of undergirded or grounded the way I teach, my desire to teach, uh, the way I'm interacting with students and, and peers and colleagues. And so I would say that's pretty important in addition to being from Atlanta, being black, being a male in the classroom. And so with that being said, um, having that experience, not seeing many of myself in this space that we're in, this idea of identity and diversity in the classroom becomes extremely important, specifically for me. You know, saying that and just kind of touch sharing your own story, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get deeper for a second and ask that, you know, can you give us an example? And you kind of did in, in that part right there, but give us an example of some of the things that you faced given your identity or any kind of challenges you face, you know, coming up in the profession. I mean, absolutely. So I mean, coming into the profession um initially. Um, it's not something I would have particularly saw for myself. I'd say that's the first thing, right? When I looked um, out into the world, I didn't see um, being a professor or assistant professor in higher education as an avenue. And I think um, that's one of the main things that we think about, right? So stereotypically, you hear a lot about individuals um, growing up in communities of color and a Black community. And, and, and so it's like, what are the options? You know, sports, music, entertainment, or something like that. And even for me, um, never was really musically gifted, decent athlete at best. Um, and I still had, I, you know, I'm thinking I'm going straight to the NFL, right? And so just having that initial barrier of not seeing myself in that space and not having a lot of people in that space seeing me saying, hey, you could be here. I would say that's probably the initial barrier. And then once getting in that space, it's kind of that 
uphill climb to, um, you know, to, to, to maintain identity in a genuine way, but ask, acclimate to what's a completely different culture. And so I would say that second piece, probably just culture shock is probably the biggest thing that I face once actually getting into this space in general. Okay. I mean, listen, I had the same dreams as the, the NFL hype. You know, I was supposed to be the next Marshall Falk coming out of St. Louis as a running back. <laughs> Were you a receiver? I see receiver. You know, I actually played defensive end. That was my bread and butter. That's that was my favorite okay. position on the field. On the other yeah, side, you the dudes I hated the block. All right, cool. Well, let's get back <laughs> to our theme here: um, embracing identity and diversity in the classroom. So, why do you think that the the idea of embracing identity and diversity is crucial for teacher educators and future educators? Well, one, I'd say this idea is extremely important for teacher educators because if we don't have diverse teacher educators, I doubt that we'll have many diverse teachers, right? We have to have individuals who are in places of power and influence decision-making to have these ideas and to start these processes along the road. For example, I'm a product um, being in higher ed um, of a program and a thought and idea from another black male who saw a need, who saw space, saw a void, had an idea, and created a program. And so I'm speaking of uh, Dr. Jared Russell at Auburn University. Um, once he started uh, working and teaching at Auburn University, he started a program. The program was the Summer Research Bridge Program for students who are at HBCUs to transition into pre uh, predominantly white institutions for grad school. Particularly, that was like the Morehouse, Spelman, um, some of those Southern HBCUs, individuals getting opportunities to go to grad school at Auburn. And I think this idea is important for teacher educators because no Dr. Russell, no summer bridge program, right? But he, because like you asked me in the first question, why is this important to me and my identity? This was important to him and his identity and it created an opportunity for me. And so now that I'm in this space, I now have opportunities to see things that some of my colleagues just may not see from their lived experiences and identity. And so I think it's extremely important. And then once we start talking about teachers, once those teachers are in place, who needs, you know, diversity in higher ed more than a potential teacher, right? Who needs diversity in the teacher force more so than a student, right? And so it's a it's a trickle down effect. It's a domino effect. It's all tied together that when we have diverse teacher educators, we have more diverse teachers and we have more diverse teachers. We're able to meet the specific news, the specific needs of the students that we just have in our country today. You know, Corey, listening to you, man, it's a, it, I can hear it in you. Um, it's not that you're just somebody who shows diversity. You're really about this work through, you know, the programs you've done. And even so your research and, you know, you've researched underrepresented and historically marginalized student groups. What are some of the biggest takeaways from your research in terms of supporting such students? Absolutely. I mean, one of the biggest things as it pertains to research, as you were just alluding to, is race for me, is is not a uh, uh, academic construct. It's not a theme, right? It's my life. It's my lived experience. And so there's more of a vested interest for me to not only do this work, but to continue doing this work throughout the course of my career, as I've done this work in my whole life. You know what I'm saying? I was doing this work when I was in elementary school, middle school, high school, as were my parents and my peers and my community, right? We're always doing um, this work. So once I'm in this space, I can naturally uh, continue doing so. Doing this work and actually talking to um, students of color, um, students from marginalized communities from an academic sense has shown me uh, probably one of the, 
the biggest takeaways has been that students of color, our black students, our Latino students, our students from marginalized backgrounds, they have innate inherent qualities and skill sets to teach in a way that is inclusive, to teach in a way that's uh, diverse, to teach in a way that's relevant and sustaining. And that's really important, right? I think in higher ed, sometimes we put so much energy in training our white or majority white teacher force to be culturally relevant, to be diverse, to be equitable. And it's like, we should do that. But also, there's this wealth of community of individuals who have lived this and who do this. And I think that's extremely important, right? I think that's really important to get those diverse experiences into uh, the classroom in general. Okay, so on, on the topic of the classroom and going particularly back to, you know, yourself as a, as a physical education teacher and a teacher educator at that, what are some things um, that you do within the classroom that, that really embodies the idea of embracing identity and diversity? So I think the topic of identity helps students understand why diversity, equity, and inclusion is important. So in the classroom, one of the first things I teach all my pre-service teachers is identity matters. And so the next question is, well, why does identity matter? Why are we talking about DEI and a secondary methods course, for example? And I think the reason why we're doing that is because teachers have to understand that all teachers, regardless of your identity, you are a filter. And so by a filter, what I teach them that means is everything that you take into your mind and everything that you learn comes out of you in a unique way based on who you are, right? All students have identity. And I think that's an important concept to talk about because I think a lot of people miss that. We think of, all right, tell me about um, a student with culture. It might be a student who wears hijab, a student who speaks a different language. And it's like, what about your identity as a student or as a white American, South Jersey, upper middle class student, working class student, what's your identity? And right, and I think that's a tough question to answer because oftentimes people in a majority culture see themselves as a standard. It's like, well, I'm just a person and then that person's a black person. I speak, this person speaks a different language or this, I am a person that's a foreign person, right? And so. It's hard um, when you're in a majority group to not see yourself as the standard. And so your identity or the identity of others may not seem as important. And so what I teach my students is everyone's identity is important. Everything you teach is going to be completely covered with your identity. Your personal identity and your professional identity are never completely separate. No one is identity neutral. No one's identity neutral. Everything that you do, that you say, that you think, is impacted by your identity. And if you don't recognize that, not only will you not see and value and pay attention to be reflective of your own identity, how much less do we bypass the identity of our students? And so in the classroom, that's one of the things that I think is foundational, but everybody, we have to talk about it with each of our students. Nice, nice. Dr. Corey Dixon in the house, kind of piggybacking off of that last point there. How does this idea of embracing um, identity and diversity linked to notions of culturally relevant and responsive pedagogy. Again, so this ties in with the last topic, right? Culturally relevant and responsive pedagogy. I would submit for the consideration of your listeners that everyone already teaches in a way that's culturally relevant. That's not the issue. We all are culturally relevant teachers. The question is, who is our teaching culturally relevant to? So if I, for example, am a white teacher, 
um, which the majority of our teachers are. And I teach in a way that's culturally relevant to white students because I'm white, I have white identity, that's just who I am. I'm a filter, so the way I teach affirms and sustains and is responsive to and is relevant to others who have my same culture. The issue is when you have an identity that's different than all of the students in your classroom or the majority of the students in your classroom or even one student that's in your classroom. So for me, this links to cultural relevant and responsive pedagogy in a lot of ways. I see myself as a culturally relevant person. I am these theories. I am these pedagogies just simply because of the identity I bring to the classroom. So what we have to do is take tenets of these theories, for example, cultural competence, academic success, socio-political consciousness, saying, I understand my identity in this context. And I can also understand and appreciate other identities in this context and teach accordingly. That's, a, that's extremely important. I think, for example, if I have a student in my class, Dr. Dixon, why do you always say time out? Like time out. I mean, like, well, we, we're talking about sports. So maybe I'm saying like, you know, as it relates to sport, like, well, you know, I'm not sure. It's like, no, it's like, not that. It's like, you you, you always say time out. It's like, look, man, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, you just said it. You just said, I don't know what you time out. And I'm like, whoa, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. That's cultural relevance, right? Because to me, the way I say and pronounce words is something that it just is the way I am. And if the identity is different in the classroom, and that's something that we can um, try to overcome. So I think all teachers should try to teach in a way that's culturally relevant, recognizing that they already do. Then think about which cultures am I being relevant to, responsive to, sustaining to, and then be reflective of that and make changes uh, that are necessary based on the needs of your students. You know, it sounds like it always goes back to, uh, you know, the teacher, you know, us understanding ourselves and then allowing our students to be authentic as well. So absolutely. All right, you've done well in the hot seat with this one, but I got one last one. You can really take us home with this with this uh, last question. Why is embracing identity and diversity particularly important in health and physical education? When we think about PE, health, we have to, um, especially as a field, as a community, really look at physical education and health education for what it is, is vitally important. Who needs to be educated in the physical? Who needs to be educated as it pertains to health more than our most vulnerable people in our country, right? We know when health disparities come around, we know which groups those impact the hardest. We know when it comes to physical activity, who can benefit from these things the most. We all want increased um, physical activity. We all, all want enhanced health in our communities and physical education and health is the route that we take it. And so when we talk about embracing identity and diversity, this is extremely important in our field because our field has to do with the literal health of our nation, right? What about our, we look at historically all these different perspectives that influence physical education, whether that's in the old days, we're talking about war, military readiness, a health approach, we're talking about obesity and stuff like that, the sports approach where Sports is just blowing up and that impacts what we teach in PE. And those things are still true. But today we're even looking at, you know, technology, mental health, social media, right? And the health of our students overall. And if we want our students uh, to be healthy, we want our students to be active. We have to consider identity and diversity in that conversation. We have to have individuals in our field that are representative of the individuals that are in our classrooms so that we can help them achieve the goals that they have. And so I would say ultimately, 
We have to embrace identity and diversity in a way that makes sure our health and fitness and activity goals that we have across the country are able to be met in ways that are unique and specific to the communities um, that need that assistance. There you have it, Dr. Corey Dixon, Assistant Professor of Health and Physical Education at Rowan University in New Jersey. Before I let you go, one minute, uh, plug anything you got going on. I know, again, you're on the PE Standards Task Force, but anything you want to plug and, you know, how we can follow you, you got a minute. Sure. All right. Um, I do have a Twitter account that's Corey, C-O-R-Y-E Dixon 1. Um, on Twitter, um, the task force, we're always looking for feedback on those things. Um, as I mentioned, my identity is extremely important to the work I do, the importance I see for race and inclusion. Um, so if you're interested in doing research about, you know, black males, faith and identity, uh, religion, um, all these things, you know, of course, we're here to have conversations. Um, and like I said, I'm at Rowan, shoot me an email. Always appreciate the talk. And I will be at uh, the Shape Conference coming up for sure. For sure. By the time this comes out, I think that will pass, but you can check them out there anyway. I'll make sure I'll make sure I have the mic ready and we can we can connect that way. So thank you all for listening. That's Dr. Corey Dixon again. Thanks for being on uh, EDI podcast out.